Now Jeff Blair can tell you bedtime stories. Subscribe to podcasts of The Jeff Blair Show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher and listen anytime you want. Sweet dreams. Sportsnet 590, the fan on demand. Going in for the shot, the shot, he scores! It's game day. Austin Matthews wins the game! Getting you set for the Leafs and Predators. John Tavares with a hat trick! This is the Leafs morning skate. Vince Marner snaps it home! On Sportsnet 590, the fan. All right, it's time for Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590 Defend. Jeff Blair, Andre DeVoe, joined by uh, television star Mike Sigamans. <laughs> Mike Sigamans, I like that. Yeah, if you spell my name wrong again, that's it. You're lucky I'm on today. Oh, I like almost it. turned around. Really? Well, like yeah, I said, you... I pulled over to, to get my parking ticket. I see the tweet come in. Misspells my name. That's the second time. See, old Ziggy would have never done that. But no, yeah, old Ziggy wouldn't. Yeah, he's got old, the big head ever old, since yeah. he's been doing the Marley shows. He's been. <laughs> Stewie told me he's been carrying a mic around Toronto, twenty four seven with him. It, you don't need four syllables for your last name. Three <laughs> syllables is plenty. Zigomanis is that's too much. That's overkill. That's too, Ziggo too, Man's too is many good. characters for your Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Right. Anyhow, <laughs> good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. I see the you you did wear the SPF fifty. <laughs> no, I didn't. I got a little bit of sun. A little oh, bit of sun. I, love, oh, I did not put the Chernobyl. I, uh, I did not put the Chernobyl sunblock on. Every time I caught you guys down there, you had no socks on, and your feet were up. <laughs> I never wear socks. You know that. I never wear socks. What's the protocol for socks? Don't you have to wear? If you're on a show. A talk show. Don't it's you have to wear a radio show? The yeah. hell's going to notice? Are you on the beach? I don't know. <laughs> Who the hell's going to notice? I'm worried sucks. about the smell from his feet. <laughs> ah, Brunt wore sandals. Daggers are being thrown today. I, don't I like. Care. I, I like this. Do I look like a person who gives a crap? <laughs> no. My give a crap meter is is way down. My dauber's down. My give a crap meter's down. Much like your Leafs, Mr. Ziggyman. Oh, man, segue. they suck. I like that. I go away for a week and I leave them in your hands and, and they... They do suck, don't they? Just they, say it. They suck. They're they, a horrible team. They had a bad week. It it started bad. It was almost a bit of a perfect storm. Then you're playing teams. Well, first off, you're playing. <laughs> well, this is a long one. You're playing a team who's trying to show everybody who's the boss going in the playoffs. They, it's a statement game against the Leafs. They made a statement game. This is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Statement game against the Washington Capitals. Then you're getting guy, teams that are trying to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And then you get teams that are out of it, and you're getting call-ups from the minors. You're getting guys signed from college, yeah. guys that don't get a chance. Yeah, and hungry. those games are and they're hungry, and they don't care. That's it's a it's tough to play against. And I feel like a lot of guys on the Leafs right now are on cruise control. You know, guys have got their points. They Who guys know. made this point? I see. I don't go ahead. Sorry, I I just don't I don't. Guys aren't like that, are they? Go ahead, but finish it. They made oh, their point. A couple guys got their money, right? Yeah, a couple guys got their money. A few guys have their twenty goal season or close to it, and they know they're going to get paid. And and uh, you know, I'm not saying that guys don't aren't trying, but it, it, they don't have that same care. They think that they already know who they're playing come playoffs, mm -hmm. uh, and, and they'll feel they feel like they'll just turn it on then. So you have a bad week or you know whatever it piles up, but guys are guys are still getting their cookies the same time guys are still getting points here and there and I, that that's what i see i mean i, I just I, I don't see the same intensity as you do at the start of the year but hopefully it's just like you said a bad week yeah no and i 
I don't disagree with any of that. But at the same time, when you're a Leafs fan, you're you're saying, well, the Boston Bruins are still playing well. And, mm-hmm. and, and then you can say, well, then we've got Toronto, we've got injuries. Well, other teams have played well during the season when guys have been yeah, out. Look, the Bruins Arizona. aren't exactly look at healthy. Winnipeg. Look at Winnipeg. Ar- Arizona, you, can Arizona, go- you can't use the injury excuse anymore yeah. after yeah. what Arizona's done this year and Rick Tockett's done there. They, they've had the most man games out. And even when their lineup is... Well, they they don't have a good as of a team as many, and they're still they're right there on the play, cusp of the playoffs. Yeah, so you got the injury excuse. Well, that really can't be used. Then you've got well, it's just you know we're not playing well right now. And then you we've, we're locked into our spot. Well, the Bruins are kind of locked into their spot. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay's eight and two in their last ten, so they're not they haven't shut it down. They're going to win the Presidents. They're they're locked up first, Already. and they still can't. Yeah. And look at the week they had. Yeah. So. That's a little concerning from a Leaf fan. And then you've got comments made to the media from a couple players. Backup goalie. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's like, but that's what I mean. Like, th- that's pretty comfortable, don't you think? Like, don't you, don't, I know when I played, like, like when, when I was, like, you didn't make comments like that unless you were one of the big dogs. And that, that's what I mean. Like, there just seems to be a comfort level now where, where, you know he's he's completely comfortable saying that after you let in six. It just seems weird to me. I, I'm not chirping him. It may be good on him for saying something, but it just seems weird that he he had the you know the 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 gumption to say it. Well, it's tough when it comes from a backup goaltender. It's tough when it comes from a younger guy, and it's tough from a guy you know further down the lineup. I I, I rolled my eyes. I'm, honestly, I'm with you on that. But what if this kind of lights a fire? What if this, you know, you had Austin Matthews saying we quit in the third, and obviously it's Austin Matthews, and he's a guy we want leading this if, team. If, if, Matthews, you know what, Mike? if Matthews or Tavares or, or or Riley, even Marner, you know, or Freddie Anderson, if one of them say something, I'm sure guys are going. I, you don't think guys are looking at, at him going like. Come on, man. But you know what the thing the is? They've all said that. If yeah. you go back and look at the stuff, the post-game comments for the last two weeks, Matthews has said, you know, we got to play. We got to get a faster start. Um, everybody said the right thing. They but just guy, aren't. Guys they, always they say the right things, though. You, you, know, you know what to say. I mean, what what's said to the media, you would know, is very different than what's actually said in the dressing room. And, and yeah. you know what the media, you kind of know what the media is going to say after a game, but you might have, you know, from their perspective, they might have just had a bad week or, or Freddie hasn't played lights out like he normally does. And that's what we rely on. But it, internally, you don't know exactly, you know, what the what the problems are. But right. from, from the outside, it, it seems completely different. This This is what concerns me about where the Leafs are right now. And again, I just I'm looking at this in 10 game in a 10 game chunk. Tampa Bay, we talked about it. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10. Boston, they're 7-3 in their last 10. The Leafs are 5-4 and 1. The Islanders are 6 and 4. Washington's 8 and 2. Pittsburgh 6-2 and 2. Carolina. Carolina 7-2 and 1. Columbus 5-4 and 1. Everybody around the Leafs is playing better. That that's what that's what concerns me. And you mentioned 10 I mean, if any team could shut it down, it's Tampa Bay. You know, if any team can shut it down, it's Tampa Bay. They've got they've got a they've, they've they got a twenty go the they've got a twenty one point off. lead. They got a twenty one point lead in the second place team 
in 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 their conference. Um, but they're not shutting it down. It, it was a bad week. Uh, that's all I'm gonna. Uh, there's worse. a there, well, there's <laughs> a there's a, tonight. like I said, there's mm-hmm. a there's a number of things that happened. You've got two key injuries on the back end with Dermot and Gardner, and now I think we're starting to see how valuable they are. Yeah. To the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think that's become evident. Yeah. Jake, Jake Gardner's value to this team, I think, is being shown in his absence. He's not getting boo- <laughs> he's not getting booed next game. Oh, he God, could, no. He could be serving up dominoes all game, and he's not going to get booed. But he's nowhere near coming back. I mean, talking about Gardner right now, I mean, he's not even skating. And, I, and I'm sorry, I know Dermot's, you know, a big part of this team, but I, I don't think he's the answer to their problems right now. It just seems... It seems to me like they don't change anything. Mm. How many times the last four or five games have you seen them, the D rimming the pucks to like wingers who are getting pinched down on? Uh, and they just keep doing it. When, when's the last time you've seen like a low and slow center breakout or something? You know, yeah. you just don't see that stuff. It's always a long bomb pass or a chip out where they have to skate into it or you, you just don't see it's, them coming out as a five-man unit, breaking out of the zone with ease. Ever, last four or five games, at least, I haven't seen it. Well, when you're <clears throat> when you're struggling, all that stuff happens. You're not breaking the puck out well. It looks like your forwards and defense are on two different pages. Mm. Not the puck doesn't go in. Everything that comes down your your way goes in, and that's just that's what I'm chalking this week up to. This hopefully this team learns from it, and I think they did. You got to remember, this is there's still some growing pains with this team. They're they're not Tampa Bay Lightning. I think we can all agree on that. Can not we even, not? Not even close. No. I mean, just the decor alone. Yeah, they. I think what this shows us is, and I keep saying this, but it shows us how far away the Leafs were. Like you know, I, they're not the finished product. They need another defenseman, and they might need another forward to be the finished product. And I'm not talking about somebody you get at a trade deadline. I'm saying somebody you get in the off season. You know, it's entirely possible. This team's come a long way in three years. People need to go back and look at what we were talking about in three years. This team's come a long ways. It may not be there yet. Think, it, think about simple. well. Think about the Tampa Bay Lightning. They they go to the conference final. They go to the final. They they don't make the playoffs. Like look at their last couple of years, five six years. They've had to learn a lot. They've had guys come in and out of the lineup. You've had Stamkos leading the team. Now you've got Kucherov. In the season he's had, then you have a young guy a point. Then their goaltender situation just seems to be getting better. Yeah, and now they've Vasilevsky's got two, and they've got yeah. two and they've got two great goals. So there is a there is a little bit of ways to go, but I I like where the Toronto Maple Leafs are at. I, I just, still don't think you know. I I think you do. You, I, 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 do. I think I think I think Tampa is going to go deep, but I don't I don't think they want to be my horse this year. I don't think I I, I think another team like Washington or. or Somebody who's physically going to beat on teams in the playoffs is going to win. I think, I, I mean, the team that I like, if they if they can get Eric Carlson back healthy, I think San Jose is just... San Jose, I like Winnipeg. I, I like a team that in a seven-game series, they're, they, they're going to be throwing their weight around and they could still play skilled. And I, I think that's still the way to win and play. It's not the way to win in the season anymore, but it's the way to win in playoffs. Well, I, I, yeah, I, like, I like where Toronto is at right now. I don't like this past week. But they're it's still just, fifth overall. I mean, we should we yeah, should say they're not. Let's relax here. And if they can kind of harness that first twenty game feeling, if they have to play run and gun and river hockey, whatever you want to call it, 
Let, them, see, let yeah, them do it right I now. I don't think, but I don't think it, it's a, a recipe for success in the play. I mean, there's 10 games left, not even something like that. I mean, playing Riverboat hockey, that that's where they excel. When the games open up, that's when it's fun to watch and they're good. But usually Anderson stands on his head for a good 15 minutes and then they, you know, they score a couple goals and the game's done. But the, I don't think much, it's going to work anymore. The other thing about the top, the first 20 games, they didn't have Matthews either. Like he, th- he was out. He was out for a little bit of it. Well, they didn't that, have Nylander for the start. That scares me. The fact that their best their best run this year was without those two guys. That's that's scary. That's a that's a good thing to have, Jeff. You when you have guys out of the lineup, that means other other forwards getting opportunity were coming in and yeah. playing well. And Captain. you listen to Mike Babcock talk about this, and the talk right now. Is around Sandin if mm-hmm. he want they want to bring him up. Lilgren, Rosen, he's stated that they have good players there. Marinson, Hall. Yeah, I, I don't. Un- I they don't can- understand that because like you're just going to get these guys. You're you're playing teams right now that are preparing for playoffs or gonna uh, uh, or, or trying to or trying to make playoffs. I mean, I don't think those are the best games to bring rookie guys who've never played in the NHL before. I, I think you're just going to blow their confidence. The, the thing is, they've got a weird schedule. You know, they play Nashville. Um, but then they've got Buffalo, Rangers, Florida, Philly, Ottawa for the rest of the month. Um, like They're not playing a bunch of teams that are eyeing the playoffs right now. No, know? but they're trying to maybe get home ice from Boston, which would mm. be good. And they're trying to not be in... I'm sure it, it means a lot to the brass to not fin- to finish in third instead of fifth or sixth in the conference. So mm-hmm. um, I I, th- I still think they want to approach this game, and more importantly, I, I think you need to know what you have in Morantz and, and Hall. Um, who if somebody gets hurt, if Jake Gardner doesn't start, who which one of those two guys are starting? Really? And I think it, you know what you have in Morantz. Yeah. And so so, but like who who would you pick? You I know? well and, Hall. The first game that he came back, I thought he looked okay. The game against Ottawa, no one played well, but he didn't look as comfortable. He was hanging on to the puck a second too long coming up the ice, then going back towards his own end, couple giveaways the neutral zone, couple giveaways down low, nothing glaring, but it's it's frustrating for this forward group because they're used to getting the puck. They're a transition team. They're used to getting it up the ice, and now they're not. So things are different right now. Yo, there's definitely some – you could see it. I mean, there's it, definitely a lot of frustration uh, on, on the team. And, and you know, I, I don't know where it's from. Like, I, I think there's – personally, looking from the outside, I just think there's – internally, there's some, there's some frustration for whatever reason, but they're just it, – it's – translating on the ice and it just it's showing in their play yeah and i don't and then you look at the comments from mike babcock and and he's talking he's well he's talking about his depth and is it an issue oh yeah that's that's it but let's stop talking of it but that's a direct shot at general uh, manager general man and that's what that's what i mean that's why i think there there i think there's a riff there that the play you You've played on enough teams to know that's a big no-no. I don't know? want on March March nineteenth. I don't want my head coach taking shot, t- 
taking shots at the general manager, especially when every time I is, look out in the ice, one of his best players, Austin Matthews, looks like he'd rather be someplace else. It, well, like, this team doesn't look like it's having any fun anymore. Someone made this point. There's just there's not that same there's not that same attitude we've seen in the past. These guys look, quite frankly, they look like their sphincters are tight. Is what it looks like to me. They're scared. It, when things don't go right, not it all looks bad. Yeah. Let's especially in that league. Yeah. Especially it, things could go pile on really quick. But this is it goes back to who's who's the guy in the room? Who's the one guy that's stepped and I don't mean just picking out one of the top players. Who's the guy? And we've talked about that on, on this sh- show a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Who's your one guy that's gonna step up when you're down? Three nothing well, to the Ottawa Senators or whatever it was. I'll tell you something. When the guy who was the voice of the team sends out a tweet during a game, basically saying Morgan Riley needs to be the captain of this team, like I believe I've spent enough time around guys, play by play guys. You know that takes a lot for them to do that, and that to me, if, if Joe Bowen's getting frustrated, then man, oh man, you got you got an issue. And and I'm look, I have not bought into the whole captain thing. Because I I tend to believe in leadership groups and all that, but um, boy, this year may this year may be changing my mind about that. And I don't know who who steps up in this. Maybe four guys. Step but there's up. other ways to step up. When's the last like I have it in my notes? But this team, but, but, but Andre, this team doesn't have any other way. There's nobody who's going to go out there and drive somebody through the boards. There's nobody. No, there's no other way to step up for this team. When, when's the last time where you've seen like a passion penalty where where two guys are battling? That's in fr- a good point. You know, uh, but you're not two guys are battling in front of the net, and, and uh, you, you know the, the you have a ch- not necessarily a fight, but somebody challenges somebody, or, or you have two guys going at each other shift after shift. Like I had to think about it the other day. Well, here's but, where the, the game's changing. I don't, sorry to cut you off, no. but here's where the game's changing and this team's different. Is that the week that they have, if somebody would have started getting into it after the whistle, if guys would have started running around charging, if somebody would have been fighting, this week would have been like, you know what? It's okay. They're, we're, we're getting beat bad on the scoreboard, but at least we're playing tough we're playing and we're showing we care. Exactly. Think, but nothing, why, but nothing's why not changed. But nothing's changed. You still, you still had a bad week. And and the game, I don't know if the game's changing or this team's doesn't you have could, that. You makeup. could still show some passion, yeah, and, that, and that's what I mean. Like the, that's what I mean by the, there's too much comfort. You know, the guys, the big dogs, if they're having an off night, fine. But you know, the guys who are on the third, fourth line, if you're down three, four, one, you could start going there trying to make some big hits or or going at guys. I'm not saying drop your gloves. I know it's but not you 10 know years what I'm, ago. You but know what I'm talking about, though. This week, if guys started to play tough and running around on the ice... At least they're showing some... We, we, wouldn't showing ta- we wouldn't be talking about how bad they were. Not that they don't care how bad they were. But back to the leadership qu- qu- uh, issue. The only reason I'm questioning it now is when you have Garrett Sparks say what he said. Yeah. Does that mean it's not being said in the room? We both know there's a lot more going behind closed doors than what all of us know. But they have guys like JT and uh, uh, Patrick. So, like, that's what makes me think it's something else. Because if you have John Tavares, if you have Patrick Marlowe on your team, you know the right things are being said in the dressing room. Uh, one 1,000%. You know, th- those guys are captains without a C. Um, so it, it makes me think that, you know, there, there's something behind that where Sparks is speaking up about, 
you know, lack of, you know, play with more emotion or thing. You know, I, I, I really feel like he's, he's just uh, regurgitating what's already been said, uh, said in the room. See, like I feel Matthews had that game in Ottawa. He's not fighting. He's not going to run around, hit guys to the boards. But what did he have? Ten shots on net. He was buzzing around the puck. He was skating. That that's what I'd like to see from the group as a whole. I I believe that a couple of these games were just personnel out of the lineup. Mm. At the end of the day, it was a big part of it. And this is something where they do need to improve. When guys are out of the lineup, who's going to come in? And you, like we said, Mike Babcock talked about that. We have good players here. When you step in the lineup, you have to come in. Mike Babcock's done other interviews talking about it. And they said, well, let me see your board with your roster. And he shows them all these are the guys. In the, and the reporter's like, well, what are the names at the bottom? He goes, these are guys that aren't signed or are injured right now. He's like, well, wh- wh- how do they fit in? He's like, well, I, I don't have access to them. So they're not even in my picture right now. Right. And that's kind of his philosophy. And I like that from a coach. What do you have in front of you? What can you use? Let's not talk about who's not in. Let's talk about the opportunities guys have right now. Well, well let's go sorry, ahead, Andre. Well, I was, I was just going to say, it, it's, it's not a, it's, this isn't a good, it, it's not the end of the world that they had a bad week and they're still, you know, they're still tied. They still finished third and, and you know, right this ship. But at the same time, they should be preparing for Boston. You know, it should mm-hmm. be, it should be, right now it should be, what line could I put together to play against Boston's top line? You know, no. defensive line. Who, what, what are going to be? What's going to be my first? You know, my first few games against Boston. Uh, which which deep pairings? And instead, they're they're trying to figure out what's wrong right now, and that's that's not good. But but then if you do that, yeah, if, ahead, you, if you if you do that, it, it's what are you only going to prepare your team for for one opponent? Yeah, yeah. You're, right you're, now you have yeah, to. You're going against Boston. Yeah, there's no, so, there's no question so about then you're, that. But then why? So they talked about this before the trade deadline. What are we going to try to add players to our lineup to beat one team? I think it's ridiculous. They haven't won a series in 20 years, man. I, I, I think it's time that that you prepare for one team and worry about the second round when you get there. I, so I think, then, so then, what? You beat the Boston Bruins and you lose the next round. But, I mean, I, this, but I, was this a, a success? Yes, I, think, I, I would say. I think if you win, oh, beat you, the Boston. I, I think. I think. You yes. will say it's a stepping stone, oh, 100%. If, if, if Not they, stepping stone. If, I didn't say that. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. to me, if they win a playoff series this year, damn right it's a success. Yeah. Okay. They, they, they got to win a playoff series. And I'm just saying, you have to prepare for the Boston Bruins, and yeah. you know how they're going to play. They're, they're going to they're, they're gonna try to be they, – they can't outskill – Toronto or Tampa, they're gonna. It's gonna be a punch in the face. Play physical. It's I gonna at, be a jam. I look who, who at this. Who, I look at the schedule. They've got the Predators tonight. Then they got the Sabers, the Leafs, or the Sabers, the Rangers, the Panthers, Philly, and Ottawa. And here's where I'm getting the last two games are against the Islanders in the island on the island and the Hurricanes. Both of those teams are going to be jockeying for playoff position. The Hurricanes may be fighting for a playoff spot. And of course, we all know about the Islanders. This is a team that's played down to its its opponents all year. My concern is they play well against the Predators tonight. I can see that. They, you know, crap the bed against five not real good teams. Then you go into the island. If you don't get any pushback there after what happened the last time, like this, I'll tell you, I can see this team, I can see this team going into the playoffs on a, on a skid. And I don't know if this group can can. I don't know if they can pull themselves out of that. I just think you need more character, guys. I think this is a classic example of why you need some guys sometimes when things aren't going right. They, a big hit, you know, 
a Darcy Tucker was a, a character guy where things weren't going while well, he went out and did a big hit or, or fought somebody. The, the only thing we can take from last week, and it, it's a little concerning, but my observation is that they got run out of the rink mm-hmm. by the best team in the league. Then you've got the screws to you, and you know what happens when you have the screws to you. It's a lot tougher to do a lot of things on the ice, and you're playing against hungry teams. And then they kind of look at the schedule and say, it's a bit of an easy schedule compared to other teams. So you let off a little bit on also, everything. I would also be concerned about Freddie Anderson. Like, this is a bad time. You know, Freddie Anderson doesn't have a, a tremendous playoff record. And this is a bad time for Freddie Anderson. And, I, and listen, he's done, he's been their MVP this year. This is a bad time for him to not be good, though. His, it his, really is. He, it's unfortunate for him because his season is going to get evaluated based on how they finish and, mm-hmm. more importantly, what they do in the playoffs. Yep. And that's a little bit unfair, but that's the business we're in, and it's difficult. Uh, we are going to take a break, and we come back. We will continue our discussions about the uh, state of the Leafs. We'll look ahead to tonight's game against the Nashville Predators, which we'll have in Sportsnet 595. Yes, indeed, it'll be re- the return of the critically acclaimed segment. Why are you standing up, Sigamans? Are we going to the washroom? Go ahead. It'll be a return of the... Sigaman. 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 The critically acclaimed segment, Offside Onside. It's Lisa Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Good show, good podcast. Subscribe to podcasts of good show at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Sportsnet 590, the fan, on demand. Now back to Leafs Morning Skate on Sportsnet 590, the fan. Offside. Well, guys, five minutes each for fighting. Or onside. Side are you on? Hey, get off my back. All right, let's go. All right, you wanted it. You got it, Mr. Zigamanis. Zigaman. I've called him Zigaman. I made Zigaman. one spelling mistake. He's, he's misspelled my handle twice. I like it. Zigaman. But it Dude. is time for offside onside. Offside onside. Well, there's a lot of talk with the couple injuries out right now. Who should there be? A call-up from the Marlies. We got Rosen. We got Sandin. And we've got Lilgren. Only one of whom's a right-handed shot, by the way. Rosen's out right now. Yeah. Not playing. Uh, I've watched them quite a bit lately because I've been covering their games. And I like Sandin and Lilgren a lot. Mm -hmm. Different players. Sandin, highly offensive, skates well, hangs on the puck, has a little bit of a little Sergei Zer- uh, uh, Zubov kind of just never in trouble. Does he yeah. have any crag? He's got a little bit of crag, but he just turned 19, Jeff. So it's a 19-year-old crag, which so is different. It is a lot different. But when you're looking at him, cragginess, <laughs> when you're looking at him, it's hard to imagine being in your third year in junior hockey. And mm-hmm. he's already done, he's playing this well, and now you've got actually injuries in the Marley. So he's playing 24, 25 minutes some games, and he's looking great, and he's scoring a lot. He's racking up the points, and there's a lot of talk about, is this the guy? And we should be bringing him up. But my thought is, this is the wrong time to bring him up. I wouldn't even give him a couple games as a look. He's playing well in the minors, just turned 19. Let's leave him there, and let's not rush him. Offside or onside? Uh, I, think you're, uh, I think you're onside. And I'll tell you why. A little bit of a different reason. A little bit of a different reason. 
you know, and, and Mike Babcock mentioned yesterday, look, you know, we brought Janssen up, you know, we've brought guys up, but, the, but Janssen was here at the start of the year. I have no problem letting a young guy make the team at the start of the year. You have to have that in the salary cap league. But if you bring this guy up right now at a time when the team's not playing well, when people are really starting to question some things about this team, you put, I mean, you heap even more pressure on him. And I'll tell you what, if this team needs, as good as he has been, if this team needs Rasmus Sandin to, to, to get them over the hump, that's some, I'll tell you, that's some bad general managing and that's some bad coaching. So I'm with, I'm with Ziga Madison. This is as much as it pains me to say this. Holy Mackinac! <laughs> Especially a guy wearing a Sea Shepherd when, hoodie. As when, much as it pain, pains me to say this, Jeff, I you care, are on I care, side. I care about the ocean as well, okay? Sea Shepherd. Okay. Don't make fun of my clothes now. I'm not making fun. I'm not. I'm, you don't wear, I'm making you fun don't of wear, I'm, I'm getting made of a fun with a guy that doesn't wear socks <laughs> in the middle. Of, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's hot down there. I don't need socks. <laughs> You're you're up. <laughs> well, I, I was sorry. I was listening to you two. I mean, I, I like this better. Uh, well, ob- obviously, you did a on side offside that was forced us to agree with you. Obviously, it's a bad idea to call anybody up at this point. I think, but oh, I don't know if Callie Rosen Southie. I don't mind bringing Callie. Yeah, Rosen. and I was just gonna say I play with Callie Rosen yeah. in Sweden, and he's a good kid. I like him a lot, and he, I, he's a pretty good player. He was I played with him. He's on the power play in Sweden, and pretty smart guy, and. I would like to see him get some games up. But that being said, long, you know, I, I just think it's a bad time of year. Mm-hmm. And I think you're just, guys are going all out right now trying to make playoffs or trying to tune up for playoffs. And I just think it's a recipe for disaster to have one of these guys in one of these games make a couple mistakes and then their confidence is shot till next well, year's one training guy camp. I want to I, I ask, I actually, Ziggy, I want to take advantage of the fact that you've been around the Marlies uh, lately. Tell me a little bit about Jeremy Bracco. And if you were looking for a guy to give a jolt of energy to this team, which is kind of dead ass right now, I mean, I know he's not the guy who's going to come in and ram somebody through the boards. But what about maybe doing something a little counterintuitive? And uh, you know, does he give you a better does he give you a better shot on the fourth line than some of the guys you're using right now? I don't know. I'm just asking. The, he, so I saw him play a little bit at the start of the year, and then I've seen him a lot the last couple months. And it's been night and day with his game. He was getting his points before, but now his game's evolving. He's he's playing well away from the puck, mm-hmm. which is something I look for in players. And you also have to remember, Gagne was a big piece of the, uh, the Toronto Marlies. Right. He went to Edmonton, and then you had Mueller, who's the top scorer, veteran guy. He went down with a pulled hamstring, and his game just got better. You got a Bracco, little, you're talking Bracco, about. yeah. He, he got a little bit more ice time. Uh, they relied on him a lot more. And he's playing great. And if you did bring him up, I wouldn't be against it at this point. But with our fourth line right now, Goche, Patan, Moore, Ennis, Brown's been down there. there. There's a lot of guys right now. I don't know how they're actually going to get him in. Who else are you going to see? Gonna he doesn't give you anything different than they give you, right? Is what I'm saying. And just, again, I'm asking for someone who doesn't know. I, I'd like to see him in a top nine okay. forwards. So I, no. I just, it's <laughs> yeah. tough. Not right now. It's difficult because Trevor Moore, he's got a, he can play the fourth line. He can play on the top line. And I'm, it's not a knock against Barocco. It's just, I'd like to see him with minutes. Right. That's a big thing that a lot yeah. of people, fans watching the game, it's, 
how can this guy play well in the minors? Then we bring him up on the fourth line. He doesn't play well. Well, he was getting 22 minutes on the top line with first unit power play minutes, and now you're putting him on the fourth line six minutes mm -hmm. with usually players that aren't as good. In previous years, it would have been with a fighter yep. who sometimes can't play great. Well, that's which is a nice way to put you're, it. You're talking and, to me. I, I, I led the Marlies in every category, and then I get called up and play five minutes a game and fight. So that's because you were playing with me, and then you weren't oh, playing with me. Oh my god! I can't believe you just said that. I care, Ziggy. <laughs> you, you you know you know straight up if you played you liked playing with me because I got you points. It was it was we played well together. You were the yin to his yang. Oh my gosh! It, it just. He'd just have to lob cream in his he'd have to lob a little puck on net, and I just tip it or get a rebound and cheese it. But easy, <laughs> easy apple, Ziggy. You know, chisel another one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it's a it's tough to find players in the minors. They have to it depends how you mesh with what you have. That's a good, yeah. That, and I'm not saying this, and I don't <clears throat> mind him. Not, it's not a bad idea if they do bring him up. I cannot see it happening okay. these last 10, 11 games. All right. Um, Mr. DeVoe wants to talk about Nazem Kadri. Yeah. That's uh, Nazem Kadri, Nazem Kadri. What are we looking at here? Where are you? Where are you? I just have 15 to... goals, 24 assists. I just I just got a text from an old teammate who says Ziggy is on side. You're impossible to play with. <laughs> to me, <laughs> that's, the well, that's a the good truth shirt. came out. Yeah, that, there you go. That's the truth. Um, well, I think so. So, Kadri, I, I I think this is flying under the radar. But this guy's going to finish with 15, 16 goals this year after back to back thirty mm -hmm. goal seasons. Uh, this is a guy who took less money to stay. And then he's watched the last couple years, you know, especially this year, guys sign these huge deals. He, he can't move up in the lineup. Um, you know, he's stuck. He, he's, he, gets, he's, he gets screwed anytime anybody gets hurt yeah. or suspended. Cut. He gets Kadri's the, he, a guy who gets screwed out of he it. He gets to play with the whoever's not good enough to play with Matthews at that time. Yeah. And, and I just think this is flying under the radar. Nobody's talking about this. Like This is a guy where, where he, you know, maybe they should have considered him moving him to wing or something to play in the first two lines. But, like, he was a back-to-back 30-goal -back scorer, and you've turned him in this year into – uh, an under 20 goal guy. I, I just, I don't get it. It's tough to maintain 30 goals a year on the third line, he, getting those minutes. Exactly. He, he is on the first unit power play, which is huge, but he's not going to sustain 30 goals. Right. It's almost the fact that he did it back to back years is incredible. And hats off to him because he worked for every single point he gets. He did get injured. I'm not sure how much that is playing into it lately. His game is probably not where the Leafs need to be. The, those are big 15 goals. If he gets, if he finishes with 15 goals, that's a big loss to a team losing 15 goals. But he also he, hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't had the greatest line mate. He hasn't had the opportunity. <laughs> that's what. That's and that's my point. Is we we get caught up talking about uh, um, you know Matthews and Tavares and Marner and. Here's a guy, you know, a 30-goal scorer in most teams is a massive asset, and the Leafs have taken him and put him in a role where he can't score 30. 
And, and I just think it, it's it's it just looks bad now, and it looks like uh, how, how frustrating would that be as a player? Just want to throw this out, Derek Brandeo, our, our technical director, saying his points per game this year is point six. It was point six eight last year. So I mean, it's 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 not terrible. It's not terrible, but I just want to see more out of his game than I have the last. What, what, 15, 20, it just, what can he do? He, like he, well, he this, it's he, not he, so much him, it's the team. This team, he has to be that guy that provides energy, guy that finishes checks, guy that plays with some crag. This is this is the guy. Craig, Craig with a K. This, this <laughs> is the guy. Craigery. Now some Craigery. <laughs> this is the guy. Who, who else is going to do it? And, and if he doesn't do it, it's... You can yeah. notice it because no one else is doing it. Well, I look. I've, I've said at some point I need to see more of a physical aspect to Austin Matthews' game. Uh, you know, as much as you can within the confines of the way the game is played now. But you know, I, I, Andre, that I'm kind of interested in that idea. Look, I think you need to. If I, I, I why wouldn't you give him if you go to the playoff? <clears throat> if you're going into the playoffs, why wouldn't you give him a shot on the wing alongside? I, I would put him alongside alongside Matthews, put him on a line with just just to change things up. I mean, everything else has been done, except we know the coach is not going to move Marner alongside Matthews for the most part. Do something different. Change it up a bit. Who's this on right now? Me? That's on you. First off, I'd like to pat myself on the back by saying I said put Nylander in the middle. And look what happened once he has gone to the middle. Yes. Let's just say this is the best hockey he's played. I still think William Nylander should be a center. Yeah. I, I have said that. I think he, he should be. He needs to he needs to drive the line and carry the puck all the time and have the puck on a stick and make plays. I agree with that. It's forcing him to skate and and be engaged. Yeah. Because he wasn't before. Let's I mean, I don't think anybody can disagree no, with that. You can't play in the periphery and, if you're a center, can you? Yeah. Mike, and you can't. It's hard. And, and there's a lot of factors. He started late. Um he hasn't played games, missed training camp. Things aren't going in. Puck's not going in. A lot of bad things happened. Yeah. But now he's skating. He's moving. He's playing great. Last game, maybe the best game I've seen him play. Last couple. Um, with Kadri moving him up, I like having the three centers. At the same time, when you have Kadri, the problem is Kadri's so good on faceoffs, and he's reliable, and he's tough to play against in his own end. So let's just not look at his goal total. He does a lot of great things on the ice. And he's been stuck this year because his line mates haven't been great. He hasn't had a lot of chemistry going. He hasn't had the same group of players he's been playing with. Same line. That can be challenging as a forward. I just don't like the fact they took an asset that scored 30 goals and turned him into a 15-goal scorer. But that was I, but it was almost going to happen as soon as you got John Tavares, right? Like, if you look at this year, everything... And, and this is why I, I'll give Nazem Kadri, I'll cut him a breaker. Everything this year affected him. Tavares shows up. That affects him. Nylander doesn't report. That affects him because, again, he's the guy who gets screwed in the line mates. Guys go into a slump. That affects him because you're not going to – the head coaches have decided the first line can't be touched. So if you're going to dick around with the second line, the only place you can do it from is the third line. I agree with all that. Well, every single thing I agree with, I, I agree with, and it's why not throw then, him up on the second line or the third would, or the, or the just, uh, first line then, and have him try to get thirty-five and have then, some other guy be but, center on the third line to score twelve goals. I, just it makes no sense as a coach. Like you have a thirty, a guy who scored back-to-back -back thirty goals on your board, and you're like, well, I'm going to put him on the third line and 
maybe he'll get it, it. 30 goal scores are rare. You know, JT just got 40 for the first time in his career. Like 30 goal score, that's hard to do. And and I, I just think they turned him into, a, they, they labeled him a checker. And that's what he, that's what they want him to be no matter what. And I, I don't, I, I just think it's mismanaging assets. It's a little bit tough when you're playing as well. And you score back-to-back 30s, you're making 4 million a year. Mm. And you see guys score 20 goals, not even yep. three years in the league, and they're signing for seven plus, making 10 million this year. Then you get Tavares, and I'm not saying Tavares and Kadri are the same players, no. but he's in the 30 goal range as well, and he's making 11 million. And Nas took less money to to you know he took that bridge deal to, to you know so I'm telling you like that that where so on you guys. think if you ask Nazim Kadri right now would you rather play first line on the wing or third line at center? You think he's taking first line winger? I think absolutely to play with those guys. I think that's what you have to do now. You have to. I think. I think that's the way the game's going. You load up a couple of lines, and then you have a couple of lines that are, you know, more defense. Or, or you. Who but, do you put them with? Matthews know. and. You you don't think what what hands Codge left? And you those, put them with Janssen and Matthews. Like it's you, it's or, tough. Or or you you have one of those guys play the left. Uh, why can't he play left wing with with Matthews and Nylander? You know, you, you're telling me he can't. Kodge can't score uh, 25 goals playing with those two and, you know, have another 25 assists or something like that. Like, I, I just it's, think... It's hard to do, right? It, it it would look like panic. If you did it right now and you no, moved them off, no. it would look like panic. I, and I agree. Like, I agree with both... But I'd like yeah. to see it in the playoffs because, yeah. you know what? You may have to panic in the playoffs the well, way this team's I, I think I, I think if they're being smart, they have to design a line. I, I would have, like, a Kadri... You know, I, I don't know who you'd put, but a, a line exactly to play against the Bruins' top line. You know, you could have them just not even go over the red line. But well, I what think do you that's... do? What do you do right now? You're playing Patrice Bergeron. The Merrick, Jeff, Jeff Merrick thinks you you, you got to have Matthews out there against Bergeron. No, I, I, I would design two... I would design a line completely just to play. You know, you you have a uh, you, you have a line that you know some games they might not go over the red line, and they're just basically trying to. Take take uh take away their time and space. Yeah, but that doesn't work if you if, if they're gonna play twenty three minutes a game and you have a line that's doing nothing. Yeah, that's that's, that's a la- that's a last resort. At the same time, I've been in those situations where I've been on a third line and we've shut the top line down, and then after two periods we're tied, but they're on the ice every other shift, yeah. and you're you're not doing anything. We won a Calder so Cup you- doing that in in Chicago. We, my my line we played against all the other teams top lines and and that, that not saying that's the reason we won but it freed up another lines to score and it's I, I just, just think, it's hard to sit there as an NHL coach yeah. and have your third line go against a top line and not get any offense yeah sure guys we got a scoot appreciate you doing this Mr Zigamanis thank you for coming down from your lofty perch as a uh, TV <laughs> and I and star. I and I'm gonna defend the traitor Twitter the remark traitor. well I was just joking you, you know you. I just didn't you're want lucky. your head to get too big. I d- you're lucky you were in Florida when you sent that. I'm just... Because you wouldn't have sent it in Toronto. I just remember where you started, Ziggy. Yeah, that's right. It. Just remember remember the little people when you're... Uh... <laughs> I think he was upset with the... What do you call this thing? The gifts? I, uh, what do you... Yeah, the... yeah, Stewie, Stewie knows what they're called. I, that's he what was he was the, telling me about he's it. He's the master. Of it. I know. I don't think Jeff liked the one I sent him back. Oh. That's all right. I'm, I'm here for your amusement. <laughs> don't forget it'll be the Leafs and the Nashville Predators tonight. On Sportsnet 590, the fan puck drop just after 8. Leafs Nation postgame, Stelic and Savard, they'll be on right after the final horn. They'll have a pregame show for you as well, 7 o'clock. So for Andre DeVoe and uh, TV star Mike Zigamans, <laughs> I'm Jeff Blair. Thanks for joining us. 
Unleashed Morning Skate.